0: Hey Adam. What's up? Uh do you like scales? No. I'm not talking about the ones on the piano. I'm talking about the ones on a fish. Yes. Oh, okay.
1: I'm Adam Menis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It Podcast.
0: Daily Jazz Advice coming at you.
1: Coming at you from beautiful open studio headquarters here in St. Louis, Missouri. Got our producer Andrew Kitchen. Got PM, got AM. Mm. I don't know why I'm laying it out so detailed All, right now. You know what
0: I'm saying? You got you, you, you're giving them a lay of the land before we get started. Got coffee in my Star Wars mug. That's right. That's right. Good stuff, man. Um, so what are we talking about today? Well, so today we're, we're going to reference a
1: blog post from uh, OpenStudioNetwork.com slash blog. Again, I'm so detailed with everything. <laughs> no, uh, we thought we would kind of dig into the blog. We have so many great uh, blog posts on here that we could uh, pull from, especially for nuts and bolts music thing. Right. Well, let's not overstate
0: We have several great blog posts we have so many posts and several of them are wonderful right (laughs) several eh. are this one was actually uh, written by you Um, okay this one of the good
1: ones yeah of course (laughs) Uh, about a year and a half ago and uh, this is called the one scale you should be practicing every day Um, and I'm so on board with this Uh, I remember when I first start we first started talking about jazz um, we would just do this in my living room four years before we started this yeah, podcast. Yeah,
0: everyone's like, man, the podcast is so natural and organic. I was like, you know, <laughs> we forget the mics there. We're just talking. Every day we would yeah. just
1: get together and talk for 10 minutes. But no, uh, you would—you were uh, a big proponent of the chromatic scale. Yes. And making that part of your regular practice. Yeah. And uh, I've since taken up that, uh, that practice, and it's
0: really, really great to, k- to keep in like regular rotation. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's like kind of the default uh, and has been for a long time scale that I go to in terms of uh, practice. um, If I only have time to practice one scale or even just starting out, you know, and I think, you know, I was just rereading the blog post and figuring out if I'd change any of my opinions on this. I kind of feel the same. But, you know, this is I'm I'm certainly we're coming at it from a pianist standpoint, but I really think this is important um, for for all instruments, you know, from an improv standpoint. I can't speak too much technically about, obviously it's important for anyone to be able to technically play the scale and to master it. Each instrument has its, you know, sort of different reasons, I think, for that and different technical challenges that are surrounding the chromatic scale um, yeah. in terms of fingering and breathing and, what you know, whatever. But uh, in terms of improv, it's such an important part and, uh, and used so much with so many of the improvisers that we admire, so many of the great recordings in, in different places so it's just like anything if you're working on those building blocks once you get a chance to use it look the chromatic scale is very unmusical on its own just running up and down it yeah so it's just a means to an end but um when you've got that kind of um confidence i, I was gonna say mastery but i don't know if we ever get to mastery but confidence for sure in being able to execute different you know at different places on your instrument yeah. it really comes in handy yeah there's a few things for the chromatic scale
1: uh, that are important uh i think for me first just briefly touching on the piano side of it for pianists out there you know uh i practice it mostly now with just the first three sing- three fingers mm. thumb first finger and third right. finger and the third finger really just being man yeah. i got you this beautiful midi keyboard oh i know right well, here well you
0: know what it was i thought that was more for you yeah no no that's for that's true okay i'll try it okay okay let's see it's my first time playing it yep Ah, so much better same fingering (laughs) yes uh
1: no so that fingering for pianists that sort of those first three three um fingers that's a big muscle movement for us right those are all using big muscles and it's a great way to start your practice routine just like uh, you would start a workout with more big muscles and then get more refined into the smaller muscles starting with those three fingers and really working that hand motion you know that that without not that kind of motion i did right. that which is not what you should do at all yeah, 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 but starting with those big muscles really helps me to get warm and to feel strong and they've strengthened up by practicing that for sure
0: yeah and we've got the fingerings i'm just looking on the blog post so you can see that there i think that that's the standard fingering i don't know that's kind of what i learned um for this scale i know there's different ways to approach it um but the idea being um You know, there's always these different things we're balancing, strength, dexterity, but ultimately, um, you know, speed for sure. Uh, Ultimately, what what it's about is control, Mm. you know, and I think the chromatic scale, in addition to the the things we can use for improvisation, for, as you say, kind of warming up, um, is the ultimate control because you're playing every single note that's right you're getting around i mean there's so many different ways to practice it and what i what we kind of get into in the post is some creative ways to practice it because a lot i do see a lot of people saying oh i know my chromatic scales i don't need to practice that
1: yeah i mean but there's the thing is is there's 12 chromatic scales really right you know what i mean absolutely so first back to the the piano fingering stuff if you want to check that out we'll we'll set up a link here to the blog post so you can see it yourself uh for the fingering that Peter does. But uh, back to the 12 chromatic scales, I mean, this is a concept that was taught to me earlier on that, you know, one of the most important things about it is if you think about it as 12 different chromatic scales, then you're going to, you know, kind of get those, those intervallic relationships together in your mind. If you're starting on E flat, it's different than if you're starting on uh, G, you know, the second from E flat is different. The minor second, the minor six, you know, you want to have those all
0: at the ready. That's super important, absolutely. Yeah, so. And so the the fun thing about it is once you kind of get the fingering from a technical standpoint uh, on your instrument and can get around it, then, you know, in going to the all 12 keys, there's not that much of a challenge to get through them. So that's why a lot of people skip it. But if you do uh, take on that challenge and start to practice them in the different keys and think about it as, you, as you're talking about it, you'll really start to glean some some good theoretical stuff that you can use in your improv that's right because
1: you know what what it's really good at at being used for in improv is 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 as almost as a link yes between things you know it's it's a great way if you're playing a fast phrase yeah uh go ahead peter play a fast phrase
0: well yeah Interesting sound we got going on here. Well, you know, it's it's better than the piano sound, trust (laughs) me. (laughs) It kind of reminds me of uh, the uh, gig I did at the Ramada Inn Airport (laughs) in Kenner, Louisiana in 1987. Good, that's what I was going for. The Wiki Wiki Room. That's what I was going for. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, yeah, so it's. There's so many different parts, you know, uh, that, that we can use. And we think about it like. Let's see you know triplets and stuff but it's also starting phrases
1: yeah. um
0: it could be a, a bailout of a phrase you
1: know like you oh, do a phrase and you you're bailing on some chromaticism yeah. until you find your place I'm
0: hells yeah not too proud to say that i've done that before <laughs> man i've the chromatic scales bailed me out more times than a than a designated driver it's actually a, it's a really important part of, of the bailout yeah <laughs> yeah is the chromatic scale yeah it's like a big mountain of hay for you to bail bail out oh. okay Halo. and then
1: there's you know like you said the chromatic enclosure thing being able to surround the note by the by the yeah. chromatic scale you know if you don't have it in your fingers in the first place those are very hard right so. and,
0: and i mean the thing is i want everyone to think about this too is the chromatic scale is not just it's also you know broken minor thirds broken major thirds and we talk about that in the blog post you know different creative ways to practice the uh chromatic scale. So it's uh, you know you can break it up and you can think about it theoretically especially when you get into the minor. Oh, you know all those you know uh, d- diminished patterns and stuff. I mean look, in- anything fits <laughs> technically. Yeah, it's a chromatic scale. It's, yeah, it's a chromatic yeah. scale. But all that stuff can actually work in a similar way when you're improvising. So like if you're, you know, I would consider that a chromatic, more of a chromatic pattern than an augmented pattern, you know, because it's like
1: because
0: I'm phrasing out that top note, you know, definitely. So I think a lot more of what we do, especially, you know, to your point of the connector and the link uh, is based around chromatic than we even realize. Yeah, yeah.
1: Great. Well, uh, so again, if you want to see all of this information for yourself, you can go to uh, the blog post. We're going to include that link in the description here, both in the podcast and in the video. Yeah. Uh, uh, The sound that we're hearing might not be what we actually broadcast because, you know, it's MIDI. We could change it. And just a a, a recommendation from any listeners about some good uh, piano virtual instruments we should use. Yes. That maybe won't break the bank, but sound really good. Yeah. And are, are light on their feet for our podcast. That would be great. If yeah. anybody uses anything
0: they like. Let yeah, us know. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Where would they uh, put such a recommendation? You, you could put it in YouTube. I won't see it. Just put it in, like search for it. Or, just no, no, no. Write it in the comments. Type you YouTube
1: slash recommendation. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, put it in the comments in the YouTube video for here uh, what virtual piano instruments you like, and we'll try to find a better sound than what we have uh, for our new MIDI, MIDI setup. Thank you, Andrew, for. Uh, for hooking us up here with the MIDI. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, we'll figure out a way to, to use it more and, and be a little more uh, descriptive with our, our playing here as opposed to just describing. <laughs> that That's the point of the MIDI keyboard. Uh, and then also, you can go to com. you can leave us a question, you can leave us a voicemail, um, or rating and review. Rating and review. We haven't talked about that in 48 hours. <laughs> Before we get there, though, yes. I, one more thing about the blog. You know, we're going to do one a, week, one a week where we go through our Open Studio blog and find something
0: interesting. Nuts and bolts music stuff. Well, you, you threw it out there. Now, now we got to... Hey, Is got, that too much? No, no, that's cool. But, um. I mean, you put it out there. You just said once a week. Uh, listeners hold him to that.
1: Well, I want our <laughs> listeners to maybe check out our blog and and recommend us uh, s- some good topics we can cover here on the podcast that we can maybe expand on, expound on,
0: expose. You know what would be fun would be I love your blog post on the Barry Harris um the voicing warm up thing, Vo- voicing warm up from via uh, in, in homage to Barry Harris, right? That's we, a good one. We could do that. We could, we could bust that one out. We could bust that one out. Yeah. Well,
1: let us know uh, which blog post you want to hear more about, and we'll uh, we'll do it here on the on the podcast. Do we have any uh, new ratings or reviews? We did have one,
0: okay. uh, or rather a couple. The one kind of caught my eye because it had seven stars in the really yes, uh, the, and this is. Uh, it's kind of a funny thing, jazz. This is the t- it's a five star review uh-huh. officially, yeah, yeah. but then in the uh, the title of it is "Jazz is Not Dead" exclamation point seven stars exclamation point an awesome jazz music education resource with subject matter experts. That's you and me, sir. Really? Yeah, yeah. we are experts. I met Peter in New Orleans after seeing him play at Snug Harbor. Big shout out to Snug Harbor, Frenchman Street, Fabric Marini, uh, a true piano professional and innovative contemporary educator entertaining enjoyable and very informative no matter what level musician you are seven stars from audio bananas in the <laughs> usa <laughs> audio bananas is a great handle that's great, it's great. Yeah, yeah. so thank you for that yeah. and uh please keep the uh, reviews and you know it's this is a great discovery platform we're, we're finding out as you found out at the gen conference yeah and definitely so uh, and uh, we're still... We're, I don't even know what that means, discovery platform. It sounds like a cool little buzzy word, right? Yeah, I just agreed straight <laughs> up
1: without even thinking about it. Uh, one thing we're doing also is our new theme song yes. con- contest. Send us your your closing credits theme song for the You'll Hear It podcast, and yeah. we might put it on the podcast. You can send that to Andrew at you'll hear wait <laughs> andrew, andrew
0: at, at openstudio network.com
1: andrew at openstudio network.com send us your track and we may use it as our closing credits yeah and what week.
0: we're thinking about doing is doing it for the whole week right yeah. yeah i mean
1: if we get enough of them i'm hoping we flood andrew with emails that's what i want that's, that's, that's why right. i used his personal email
0: that's right oh that's your personal email nice yeah. um so yeah so that's our weekly listener theme song challenge i um, very excited to hear what comes up with that. And then um, I guess till tomorrow, you'll hear it.